0: Need a pep talk? Come hang with us weekly while we serve up realness
1: with a side of sass and help you learn to love yourself in every shape, size, and season. We laugh, we cry, we dig deep, we shoot the shit, we feel our feels, and we highlight the real. I'm Becca and I'm AMQ and this is I Got You Boo. Hello, hello.
0: Hi. That was a good one. I love when I get validation from me. I know, and I know that that's your love language. So I'm trying because the one time I didn't, that I actually thought it was a good one, you were like, "That was bad, wasn't it?" Like, no, no. I just,
1: <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that that's such a, words of affirmation. We're learning each other's. We're learning each other's ways. <laughs> it's so funny. What a great. A great way to start this episode.
0: I'm just going to let you know that like that was a good one. Now I have to let you know each time just so you don't think about it. The rest You're doing of the great. Time. Good great. job. High five. Oh my goodness. I feel like it's been a while since we recorded just us, but the order of life, they don't feel that like Boo Crew, You guys don't feel that?
1: but uh yeah you know cuz we're like boss ass bitches we like plan ahead and we pre-record we know what we're doing like yeah. in for season 1 i just want all of you to know in season 1 it was like okay sunday we're recording thursday the episode comes out and that's how we lived for the whole first season mm-hmm. it was like sunday recording thursday it's out and like on the off chance we would record on like mondays and we felt it was like the weirdest thing in the world but now we're like ahead of the game mm-hmm. Booking people, booking ourselves.
0: It's great. Feels good. (laughs) Booked and busy. But Thursdays feel like a solid day. We record on Thursdays. It it comes out on Thursdays. We know we're good. We don't have anything to anticipate over the weekend, which I feel like is a a mindset peacemaker, which we're going to talk about more of this, more of that, all the things mental, this episode. Let's
1: start with a vibe check. What's the week been like? What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so I decided that because I'm going to the Dominican Republic um, for a vacation that I wanted, as we know, I love a good red lip and lash situation, but I just didn't want the time spent putting on strip lashes, especially in a warm climate, because it's going to be like 45 degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is in American.
0: (laughs) Don't ask me. I think it's like plus 20. It's going to be humid.
1: You know? Yeah. Like it's, it's going to be humid and hot and I've, no, very wrong. no, that's not (laughs) it. God, keep going. I'm going to (laughs) Google it while you talk. (laughs) But I, I've, I've worn strip lashes in the Caribbean before. It's just not a vibe. You know, I'm not saying that people that live in the Caribbean don't wear strip lashes, but I'm not from there. So
0: what? You're not. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Wait, 45, 45 degrees Celsius is 113 degrees Fahrenheit. Does that sound right? Yeah, very hot. It's, it's like going to be a hundred and thirteen degrees.
1: Hotter than the devil's asshole.
0: <laughs> I like to say Satan's
1: sack, just because of the. Mm, that's good too. I mean, the other day I was confused that you said it's cold as a witch's titty. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Neither did I. So, oh well. Like I don't I know why it from you. <laughs> Correct. Yes, and then because witches are cold, I guess because they're cold blooded, right?
0: I don't know. No, but you would. I don't know, man. I don't know. (laughs) Witches,
1: enter the chat and let us know. I don't know. (laughs) That could be. We should do a whole fucking episode. We should do an entire episode on like sayings. You know, like you know, well-known sayings and like why they're a thing. And now that I'm trying, now that I'm saying this, I can't think of anything. Like, I now I can't think of anything other than sweating
0: like a whore in church.
1: Yeah, like stuff like that. But that makes
0: sense. That has context. It also makes Sometimes sense as to why say I always things. sweat when I would go to church. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Mom, I'm just kidding. Oh I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> six
1: one half dozen. Like what? what six. What six that half does do- the uh, does the dozen? What six, is it? One six one half dozen. Like when someone's like when someone's like, so what do you think? And they're like six one half dozen. They're basically saying like it's the same thing, same thing. And I'm like, really? Like why don't you just say that? Like same yeah. thing. <laughs> Like it just feels, anyway, we should. derailed. I'm but just trying to think. Essentially, of it. we should, we, we can make a list of those. You're good at making lists of things, but, <laughs> but I really didn't want to have to do it. Okay. Especially because I'm traveling with a human who like is so fresh faced all the time and she doesn't even understand the concept of strip lashes. So I just feel bad that I'll have to be like, hey, I need 12 minutes to do this every time. So being that I am the most stubborn person that I know, and I decided I concur. <laughs> yes. That I that I decided I was like, well, it's been five years. And this was my justification, okay? This is my justification. It's been five years since I got my lash extensions that I had allergic reactions to repeatedly. But my hormones have changed. I'm not on the birth control pill anymore. I've been pregnant. I'm 36. Like, I don't know. I just justify all these things in my brain. So then I went and got them done. And for the first two days, they were fine. But however. The second day I popped a Benadryl at the beginning of the day, just like, I don't know, for comfort's sake, mistake, because that means that I probably was reacting the, the day before and I didn't know. So we're talking real time right now. So today is the day that I had to go get my lashes removed. And honestly, I was laughing at myself the entire way. I was like, you know, this is just such a me thing to do. Like, everyone's telling me it's a bad idea. I come home with the lashes. Andrew just looks at me. He had no words. He was like, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. I'm not mm-hmm. even going to say it. Are they different than before? I'm like, no, they're just lashes. He's like, nope, I'm not saying it. I had to message Becca and be like, hi, I need you to repeat back these things to me. <laughs> these are the exactly things I, I need yeah. you to text me back. And that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. Word for word. It's like,
0: okay. Yeah. You're asking what you because need really, for what you need. So I'm going to This do it is exactly it. what I need. I literally wrote like I need you and then like sentences I need Which by write, the way, yeah. which by the way, you this is like a thing that you do that I've now I think I've gotten better with it. But when you text somebody those three words, I need you What's the first thing that's going to come to mind? Something <laughs> horrible is happening. We've talked about this on the podcast before. We've talked about it here before. Yeah.
1: I'll t- I text you sometimes and you'll be like, I'll say something and you think it's bad. Oh my God. Cause that's, that's the way one. that I deliver. OMG.
0: Yeah. What? What's the matter? And then it'll be like something celebratory. La- the last time it was something celebratory. And the- <laughs> yeah. I have to tell you something is another one. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Then sometimes she'll get distracted and that's all I'll get for another like 35. Listen,
1: I'll work on it, okay? <laughs> just
0: like, I've just got I'm just like this could go either way. I need to just be ready either way. It completely activates, for impact. It, it completely activates my fight or flight
1: response. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the moral of the story is that um, I'm stubborn and I know myself. And, um, now we know I will Mm -hmm. never, ever again have fake eyelashes put on me unless they change some kind of crazy technology in the years that I'm still alive. But here we are, we're going to have strip lashes on in the Dominican and that's just what I'm going to have to deal with. So (laughs) I have very swollen eyeballs. I, that's what I will say right now. She looks great
0: on, you'll see it on the social media machine. But my question is not why you got them again, because I didn't, I, that makes sense to me. But if you popped a Benadryl in the morning, how are you a functioning? Pr- Benadryl knocks me
1: out. I don't know. I worked out. I didn't even have Energize. I didn't even have pre-workout to work out. Yeah. Benadryl like makes me,
0: maybe it was a non-drowsy. Do they make a non-drowsy Benadryl?
1: I mean, it must be. It's also extra strength. So maybe it's non-drowsy and extra strength because I, I would be in great. a coma. Like I feel, I feel like right now I'm on a Benadryl and I'm like hopped up. Like I feel great. Unless it's like the sugar rush. <laughs> before, like, you know, kids have a sugar rush. <laughs> a
0: horse, like I one of those adrenaline asleep. needles. I'm
1: like, fuck <laughs> yeah. oh, <come> man. <laughs> We're recording and I just fall asleep. You're like, oh, oh
0: it ha You just hear dunk. <laughs> oh, she gone. Well guys, that's all for this week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll finish it off. Yeah. I'll just do the sign off that we never know how to do anyway. So <laughs> doesn't even matter. <laughs> oh,
1: well, at least you'll feel better and you won't be like, the, your eyes won't be irritated for your trip. So that's a good. Thing. And you know what? I, I always wanted to know if I was still allergic. So we tried and I in fact am. <laughs>
0: Therefore, that was a fun social experiment. And now we don't need to do it again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause I, it was literally riding my, like, I was like, if I'm going to do it for anything, it's going to be a vacation. And let's be real, we haven't gone on vacation. So I was like, okay, this is the time to try it. Mm -hmm. But then I also realized when I got them on, I'm like, number one, bless all of you who get lash extensions on the regular. You're very patient people. You have to sit in that chair for like two, two and a half hours, not into that. And I also rub my eyes a lot. And we work out and like we sweat. And I work at a yoga studio where it's hot yoga. Like I realized, you know, after I got them, I was like, this isn't gonna be practical at all.
0: (laughs) I would like to place a bet right here and now. I'm marking it now on this day that you are going to try it again before you have a baby. No, before you have a baby.
1: Oh no, no way. You're gonna want them for no, some I'm type of scared. family photo
0: shoot, and you'll be like, "I'll just get them take. I'll just take Benadryl for the day of the photo shoot,
1: <laughs> and then I'll get them taken off." Oh my god. Honestly, they just they don't feel. Like, this reaction was so much. So like not as bad as any of my other ones. Like usually, me and you wouldn't be able to be on Zoom right now because usually it like crusts up my eye, it closes up. I oh cute, see, like, it's, it's so cute, cute like purple. It's like I have purple eyeshadow on. Yeah, this is like tame. Mm. I'm I'm saying it's the Benadryl though. Yeah, who knows? I might wake up tomorrow and it might be like oh, looking like fr- looking <laughs> the like Hitch. reaction from hitch yeah and he has the- yeah but you know what we all we learn about ourselves yeah and that's exactly what we're talking about on this yep. episode so, i mess it i already emailed my therapist and i said you're gonna have a field day with the story i'm gonna tell you next week oh my gosh
0: well speaking of uh f- being swollen i went dress shopping for my sister's wedding this past weekend you're so
1: bad with these things. i know i
0: thought that was like a- i thought that was a clever one Um, so mind you, the malls, I have not been to a mall in years, years, literal years. Forgive me, um, I don't like them. So we went to like one of the largest malls like in the world. I don't know. I just made up that statistic. I have no idea. But, um, so we went to like the big major department stores. We were in Nordstrom. Apparently they had a huge sale and apparently it is prom dress shopping season. So... I oh. grabbed a bunch of dresses that I was like, I don't even care. Like I was just looking at tags and throwing them. I didn't look at how any of like the styles really were or that the fabric really was, right. okay? So I know that dress sizing, you hear us talk about sizing all the time, but I had a very human moment where I just ripped them off. Like I was, I was pissed. I wasn't angry at my body in the moment. I was angry that I was sweating in a dressing room, mm, waiting so with long these long. heavy gowns forever. And these girls are like, Oh my God. Like you hear them like in, and I said, I get it. I get it. You're excited. You probably haven't had prom. You didn't know if you were going to have prom because of the pandemic. I'm, I'm empathizing with that, but I just felt so uncomfortable and it had a, a weird reaction. Like we talk about dressing room extravaganzas and like the feels that come with dressing room drama. And I thought I was cool. Like I thought I was like, okay, I'm just annoyed at like the situation, not necessarily a body image thing, until, like, a couple days later, and I started feeling so uncomfortable in my own skin. And then I had to catch myself, like, okay. am I feeling uncomfortable in my own skin? Or is this some, like, residual mental mind game that I'm su- I've am i suppressed? Because I kept telling myself, like, I'm good, I'm good. I'm tr- I tried affirming and all that. But those feelings still sat somewhere below the surface, I think. So I just was not feeling myself. Like, I felt just uncomfortable, I guess, is the best way I can put it. But... I'm over that hump now, so that just goes to show that's good. that it still happens, people. We we come on here, and we talk yeah. about how to, you know, overcome these thoughts and feelings, and it didn't take up, like, it didn't ruin the day like it would have in the past, so I guess that's the silver lining, but that sometimes you mm-hmm. do have, like, it was a weird, I've never experienced that before, like, where it's, like, a weird subconscious thing. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, delayed, like, it was, like, a delayed reaction. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't like any of the clothes on me that I'm wearing to work. I was just like, I caught myself talking shit and I stopped. And I was like, you know what? Wear something that you know you're going to feel comfortable in. That's fine. Yeah. And just give yourself the grace of the day. So those feelings are going to catch up. They just don't have to consume your life. And I guess that's the lesson to come from this story. Swollen all around. (laughs) The swell tells. Tales of the swell swell tells. (laughs) Tales of the swollen sisterhood this week. (laughs) (laughs)
1: She's rubbing her eyes. Of the swollen sisterhood. <laughs> well, yeah, they're swollen. I know. Anyways. But let's talk therapy, shall we? Excuse me while I just pat on them. It's cooling for me. You should try those those um cooling eye masks. They work fantastic. Yeah. I have one of those in the freezer. Oh. I should have just I should have showed up with that. That would I wouldn't have even batted an eye at it. Get it? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried.
0: I tried on that one. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. I that was
1: good. That was punny.
0: Thanks. Where do we even begin with therapy?
1: <laughs> um. Uh. I think we need to... Well, we want to talk about it because obviously we want to normalize it. Yes, the world would be a better place if everyone talked to a third party,
0: individual, not part of their circle with any type of bias about anything. The world, So normalize going.
1: Normalize going and... Yeah, and I think, I mean, I can say this. For me, therapy and the concept of therapy, the reason I fought against it so hard is because I'm stubborn and because I didn't understand that you can go to therapy even when nothing is wrong. Yeah. Like, it. there doesn't need to be something, like, wild that happens to you that throws you off completely. Yes, that's totally a a lot of the reason, a catalyst for a lot of people going to therapy. Sure. And I totally understand that, Mm -hmm. but you can just go when all is well in your, in your world and you feel great. And the reason why that's beneficial is because it helps you in those days where you're breathing a little lighter and you feel like you're operating at your highest capacity. When something comes up for you, it's literally been because you can recognize that stuff because you've been doing that work. It's just like any form of personal development. But like you said, having a third party is so important that has no bias. Because we all have our friends, our family, the people we can lean on, mentors for advice. But they will always have bias. They will always. And in most cases, people are inherently good. So they're going to be like, say whatever is going to make you feel better. And maybe that's not necessarily what needs to be said. Mm -hmm. Whereas a therapist in my experience is just like, well, this is just what I know and this is what I'm delivering to you. And, I think that when I got over that hump of like, okay, you don't need to have something air quotes bad happen to you to go to therapy. Then I really started understanding the value of it because I had such a negative connotation. I was like, oh, you only go to therapy if like all is not well in your world. And then who wants to admit all is not well in their world? Mm -hmm. Nobody. So then people resist therapy. That was me at least. Yeah.
0: I um, have a kind of a crazy first experience with therapy So I was in a very toxic, emotionally abusive relationship. And of course, I was told that I needed to go to therapy if I wanted the relationship to worse. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. granted, in a lot of other very healthy (laughs) relationships, maybe that is a good thing to say. But not when it's like being pinned on you like something's wrong with you, right? So I get on the Google machine and I just Googled the closest one and didn't say anything and just went. And I was like, I'm just going to go and see what this is about right? I don't even know if I really told anybody that I was doing it. I just wanted to try it out. Okay. So, okay. I sit in the chair, I'm shaking with nerves. I filled out this form that I was like, you start it's any doctor's form. I feel like does this, uh, has this effect that you don't know if you're answering things correctly. <laughs> like, yeah. Why is that the case? Like, um, like, You're like, this is what's your health card number? Uh, I don't know. I think it's... Like, have you ever thought about X, Y, Z? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to say no because it's not in the forefront of my mind, but maybe there was that one time that I had that weird dream where I thought about something and like, is that a sign? Like that was how I felt yeah. going into it. So yep. I mm-hmm. sit down, she comes in, she introduces herself. I say maybe 30 seconds. I say my name and why I'm there. That's it. Like maybe one second. Her face, when she looked at me, looked like she saw a ghost and she said, I'm so what? sorry. We need to stop this immediately. It's a conflict of interest. Um, you're I'm not gonna say his name. I'm gonna I'm gonna say his name's no James. No, no way. You are no way. You are James Becca, and this is a huge conflict of interest. And I was like, <laughs> For her, I can't imagine the shit that she has heard about me, first off. (laughs) It was his therapist. No way. way. So I, (sighs) which you can only imagine the backlash of an already very toxic person from that situation. I ruined it for him. I was like, I haven't even, I didn't even say anything to her. It was just me sitting in a chair. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that was my very first experience. Oh my, oh man, mm-hmm. that would be.
0: I was like, so like, I'm just going to, I'm going to head out. <laughs> like, just like, you know that SpongeBob me- gif that's like, I'm going to head out. That was how I felt. So that was my first time. My second time, I guess. Oh, I was like, wow. And then I I found, I tried a few more. It's What they don't tell you is that. You have to shop for Yes. Things.
1: Nobody tells you that. And
0: I had a few you and I tried personally, I don't do well with male therapists. If you do, do you boo. But, um, now that I know that about myself, I had, you know that. Yeah. Yeah. So I had tried out a few and I found one that really, really helped me get over the hump of life. And sometimes in therapy, you feel like you're kind of just word vomiting. And the thing that mm-hmm. I really like is not, I don't want to be told what to do. Like I'm not there to look for solutions from somebody else. You're there to unpack those solutions for yourself. So that way you build that toolbox for yourself. Um, So I went to one for a while. She was great. She worked on how I could, or she helped me through saying no and saying goodbye to this relationship. And that was ultimately, I think I didn't say that was the goal when I started, but that was really what kind of helped me just realized that enough is enough. And then the pandemic hit and all that stuff, hap- like life happens and I stopped going because this woman who I was like really, I felt like we connected with, we had one session where like when I finally broke things off with him and we were talking, we talked about body image stuff and you know, all of that, all of the things like you talk to a therapist about. And there was one session where she was like, okay, so we you usually schedule the next one, right? At the end. And right. she was like, okay, so I think you're, Like, unless you need me, you reach out to me if you need anything. So in my eyes, I interpreted that as I'm good. Like, oh, I don't need to be here anymore. So I just, I stopped going. You know, there's also insurance and money and costs. It became very expensive. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm good. And then through the pandemic hit, I was like, oh, I'm not. Like, there's a lot of other things that are coming up, like conflict resolution and, being alone in my house that like I thought I would or like yeah or there is I don't I joke about my independence and loving it so much but I think that there is a tie to like being too independent <laughs> like that's also a response to some type of trauma so I'm currently in the market shopping yet again I tried Talkspace and I love like those forms where you can just text and you get your yeah. first month free BetterHelp also has one they're great but then they get to be like over $200 a month and it's crazy so yeah I'm currently in the shopping stage yet again, and it worked for for a little bit. I had my little my free monthly check ins with people on those platforms, and it it was great. But financially, it's just I, for me, it's not sustainable. So yeah, I'm here. I am yet again in the market, but I do have things that I want to, you know, lean into and go to, even if it's once a month. Just having somebody to check in. Yeah,
1: I agree. Yeah, I agree. I'm doing biweekly right now, and like I don't like I think. I really should have done the weekly thing, but it's like, yeah, like you said, there's costs associated too, and there's life, like life is busy. And Mm -hmm. so I'm like, okay, you also have to prepare yourself. Like I have to mentally prepare myself when I'm having these conversations. Oh yeah. Okay. Like I got to be like in the right state of mind. And I can't promise that four times a month I'm going to be able to just like stop, drop and like have intense conversations. You know, Mm -hmm. I just, I can't. So I was like, I'm not going to overcommit. I've done, I'm doing the bi-weekly and I'm enjoying it, but the shopping thing for a therapist, I really do wish people talked about that more because when I when I first went to therapy, I was a teenager and it was about dealing with you know trauma when I was younger and stuff. And I just was too stubborn. I was a teenager. I didn't want anyone to tell me that anything was wrong. I was like, I had my guard up and I had my, my therapist at the time told me that she understood and that really baffled me. I was 17 years old and it really bothered me when she said, when I t- told her what I told her, and then she said, oh, I understand. Because for some reason, even at 17 years old, that sat wrong with me. Because I was like, you understand? Like, what do you mean you understand? <laughs> like, do, are you? did this exact same thing happen to you? And I was so, I was even a challenger back then. So that didn't go well. And then I, in my early 20s, went to a therapist like you after a relationship situation it was actually after, though, after I got out of it. For me, it was like a codependence thing. I was like, oh my gosh, I just keep attracting these people who are abusive because I want to be loved. And that was hard because I had to shop for people that like delivered information to me more gently because I was at that time in my life where I couldn't handle the super bold directness. Mm-hmm. So that was an experiment. And then the my next experience with therapy that I actually enjoyed was after my eating disorder. That experience, it's a terrible reason to go through therapy, obviously, but the experience is so was so cool. I actually was thinking about this. I was reflecting on it when we knew that we were going to do this episode. And I was thinking about the difference between the therapy I got in my eating disorder recovery stage and then the therapy that I'm receiving currently. And the difference is that for eating disorder recovery, it was very much focused on what's next. So we wouldn't sit and dive into like what got me there because a lot of the times I know I know I know this now. When you talk about that kind of stuff, it just sends you back there, and it's really hard to get you back where you are. So we would focus on the present moment and then what's next. So. <laughs> What's it going to look like in the world? How are you going to make decisions moving forward? How are you going to feel in these social situations? Like a lot of projecting to the future. But the therapy I'm getting now is very focused on that was then, this is now, and there's no talk of the future. Mm. And it's interesting because I'm like, well, I'm trying to conceive. I want to be a mom. I'm like, hello, like, hello, why aren't we talking about the future? And it's very focused on like, yes, but we need to focus on what's happened for you because you need to work through what's happened before you can get there. So it's such an interesting, and I'm sure I don't, I don't have any technical terms for any of this. There's tons of different styles of therapy. We're not therapists, but it was really interesting when I wrote it down and I was thinking about it. I was like, wow, the conversations that I'm having differ so much. Like they're very much what happened then that made you feel like that now and in my previous therapy with eating disorder recovery, it was like, okay, what are we going to do then in the future? No past, no present, future. And this is past and present, no future. Very interesting. Yeah. Super different.
0: So is it only, is it only really focused on, cause I know you said your therapist is specialized in the trying to conceive journey, correct? So is it, mm-hmm. is it just, does she talk about other things going on in life or is it really just that for right now?
1: Yeah, I talk, I talk about other things going on in life. So she's focused on, um, she specializes in post-traumatic stress, anxiety, and specifically loss, but this kind of loss. So not even like losing someone who passes away, but specifically pregnancy loss. Mm. So she's great with like, she's, been, she's really been great at like helping me figure out why I'm so like quick to decide things in some situations and then not quick to decide at all or why I'm so impulsive and the reason though is because we're actually going back and mm-hmm. digging in the crates for stuff. In the past, I haven't done that. Like we haven't done that. There's only been times where maybe when we're talking about relationships and stuff, we have, but there's a lot of trauma that you have that you carry from workplaces, from like even just one social gathering that you don't even think about. And when you're working through something, you're like, wow, that really, that's still there, hey? Like that one time that this happened. Mm -hmm. So she's been really great about doing that. I mean, it's very much like when we start our sessions, it's very much like how you and I say, like a vibe check. Like she's very much like, what do you want to tell me today? Yeah. Like it doesn't need to be about, you know, the baby stuff. She's like, but then I'll always be like, okay, we have an update or, oh, like, you know, Now we know what the problem is. But then she'll be like, how was your week? What happened? Like, Mm -hmm. was there anything that you did that you want to work through? Like, did you react to any situations in a way that you want me to help with? She's been really great about like helping me with all my impulsiveness and stuff. So it's just such an interesting style. It's So it's interesting that the styles are so different based on what you're working through, at least, I -hmm. think. Yeah, and based on what you need
0: too. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, the question that used to irk me and now that I kind of find very helpful is, well, why do you think that happened? Or why do you think you
1: I know. felt that way? And it's like, well, I don't know. That's I, why, why I mean, why, I want to be so, get so annoyed. Well, but why would you get so annoyed at because that? Because we're there
0: and we, I think as humans, we want that answer to come from somebody else, but it can't just like how we want quick, right. we want quick answers right. and quick results for everything in life. Right. And we can't because we need to work through that. So it's very, it's easier to get frustrated with somebody else than it is to get frustrated with yourself and to admit things to yourself that maybe aren't great, especially because the word trauma has such a negative connotation to it. And, and often, I know I thought, does, yeah. I thought that trauma had to mean something like huge and absolutely life altering in how you approach life. And yes, that's true. It is. But it's also in other moments of like, oh, like it, anything that really Resonates with you and has any effect on how you decide or show up or think mm-hmm. is trauma. So, I learned a lot about that in trauma-based uh, teaching too. Like, oh my gosh, that's trauma. I didn't even like you. You know, you. I didn't know that. Well, in that case, <laughs> let's unpack, shall we? <laughs> Grab your suitcase because there's a lot more in life that we don't realize has such an effect on who we are as people and. I know people say like, oh, I don't think you can change like you're genetically and, you know, your oh, life yeah. shows you who you are. But like, I do think, I do think you can, if you're willing to sit with the discomfort and sit with the really not so pretty truths as to like, oh, I don't think that way. No, that's not it. No, that's not what I'm doing.
1: It's like, no, but it is though. I think you can rewire, yeah. right? Like you can, perspective shifts. I mean, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. Like people say like, oh, well, you just are who you are. Like- Oh, can't teach an old dog new tricks, like that whole thing. But I mean, if that was true, then all of us would be exactly the same mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. And we're not, right? We evolve. So, yeah. Also trauma, the word trauma. I, I used to think that that, for some reason, the word trauma equaled like rage or anger or like something Outbursts. like violent. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I, that's what I always pictured. So I think like, even when, when a therapist would say like, well, uh, you know, a- AK is, let, let, oh, that example that you just gave me, that's trauma. And I'd be like, what? No, like we were, no, I wasn't violent. And I had to work through that. Like my therapist had to be like, wait, no, we need to teach you the definition of trauma because trauma doesn't mean this is because I've been in physically abusive relationships. For me, I thought trauma was like abuse, like battery. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I thought trauma meant. And they're like, well, of course you get trauma from that, but that's not the only catalyst for trauma. And for me, I thought violence was the only catalyst for trauma. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that alone I needed, I needed therapy just to learn that alone, just that concept. Yeah. To learn that mental and emotional abuse are also abuse.
0: I like, yeah, they're not just an asshole. They're not just a jerk or mean sometimes or have or an angry drunk like that's it's also very much abuse. And I think when that happened, I remember sitting on that couch and my heart dropped to the pit of my stomach because you don't want to admit that. And I remember explaining Mm -hmm. a situation one like drunk night that something happened and I was called certain names and like kicked out, literally out of the house and not let back in, in the middle of the night. Um, and they're like, that's very traumatic. Like, that's a trauma. And I was like, wait, what? And they were like, yeah, like you don't have to like the, what you're experiencing right now or it telling me right now, what I'm hearing you say is, which I love that because then it helps me navigate like, okay, mm. am I wording myself correctly first off? And it also really helps that mirror be held up that you don't want to admit. Yeah and hearing that that is abuse made me physically and um, and ill i just immediately was like oh my god i had no idea that that was a thing you, and you know and then you feel and then you go through that whole as soon as you can admit that you go through the whole roller coaster of how could i be so dumb i'm using air quotes dumb yeah. i wasn't raised yeah. like this like i that's not the yeah. that's not the relationships that have been surrounding me my whole life why did i want to do this Well, let's unpack that. That's a whole other can of worms as to why. Yeah. Which stemmed back to how you feel about yourself, obviously. Or not so obviously, actually. But it's comforting, though, hearing that. It's validating, yeah. Being like,
1: oh, Mm -hmm.
0: okay. Yep. It's very validating. And also really difficult, though, to be like, okay, I responded this way. It wasn't how I meant to. It wasn't how I meant to, uh, like, respond in this situation or... You know show up this way in response To whatever happened but no, why did yeah. I do that I didn't do that and it's like no but you di- But you did back <laughs> like that is exactly What happened and let's talk About why so Being able to, to like you said rewire I think is great as long as you're Also willing to put That stubborn sword down in Some ways to be like okay Let me just sit as a good Old Kendrick Lamar says sit down And be humble
1: oh, bitch. Sit down
0: that like okay, mm-hmm. this is the truth, and whether you like it or not, we can work on this as long as you're willing to admit it. The first step to having a problem is admitting that you have one. So, I think therapy is that's fantastic. true. Fantastic, fantastic. Twelve out of ten recommend everyone going same therapy. And I don't. And it's still, I think, in our space that we live in in regard to the internet and personal development, um, it's normalized for us. But there's still such a stigma attached to talking about working, especially with men. The misogyny is real.
1: I know. I know. It's so unfortunate. Mm
0: -hmm. And the access to it, I feel like, is really important to highlight that, you know, people of different cultural backgrounds and ethnicities and races and gender don't have the same access to therapy as everybody else, as a cis white female would. No. so normalizing all that and giving that access to everyone would make the world a better place. We're sitting here talking about all of these things that are happening in this hatred and war and like not saying therapy, if everyone went to therapy, they, those things wouldn't exist in the world. But I think that how we come together as humanity would be helpful if that access was readily available for more people.
1: I th- And I think that if we understood ourselves better, mm-hmm. that helps because it really like, I mean, at the end of the day, You can only control you. Yep. And so if you're out of control, like if you're, if you're spinning out of control and you're reacting to situations and you're like, I have a lot of these moments and I'm not proud to admit it, but I feel like I have those like Ebenezer Scrooge moments where he's like flying over himself, like watching himself in different stages of his life. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel sometimes. Like, I feel like I have out of body experiences. Like I react to situations or I'm just, and then I'm like. What the f- actual fuck? Like, you know, and I've honestly, my this therapist of mine has been so good at helping me with that stuff. So that's been really great. But, even just admitting like, okay, I have these like weird, I had to tell her, I was like, so I just want to tell you that I have these, sometimes I have these situations where I like react really quickly. It's like knee jerk stuff. And you know, it's all fun and games. Well, it's it's not really, but it's like, whatever, when it's like, oh, you made an impulse purchase to make yourself feel better. Oh, whatever. That sucks. Mm -hmm. Retail therapy. But then it's like, it's different when it's Situations and people, and you're like impulsively reacting to. Th- like I just, I'm like it makes me sick. Like I, I need to talk to you about it because it's like making me ill that I can't control my emotions. Because then my big thing is I'm like I'm pretty like in tune with my how I feel. Like I'm quite in tune with how I feel. If somebody's like, how do you feel? I'm never like I'm fine. Like I'll, I'll be like this is how I feel right now. So I'm very in tune, but it's so odd. Cause I'm like, okay, if I'm emotionally, in, cause I'm like, I'm emotionally intelligent, right? Like I needed validation for her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, anybody who seeks out therapy is emotionally intelligent. And I was like, fair enough. That's yeah. A great. It's a great rule of thumb. Absolutely. But she was like, just cause you're, yeah, you, you can know your emotions, but not know how you're, re, why you're reacting a certain mm-hmm. way. Like that's totally okay. The fact that you know that you don't like it though, when I'm like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Let's work through it. Like that's emotional intelligence, right? And so, my obviously, your confidence goes down when you're admitting to somebody that you think you're doing something in a way that feels less than ideal. Like you kind of put your tail between your legs. But it's just been very empowering. And I know, again, people negative connotation with therapy, yes, no. but it's listen, <laughs> it's actually the it's complete so opposite. not <laughs> it, it, yeah. You walk out and you're like. Holy like you just learn so much and like you always say like you have this toolbox and I'm not saying you're walking through every day you 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 wake up one day and you need every tool that you've put into no. your toolbox yeah. from therapy but then situations come up in your life and you're like that's the one I need that one today I'm pulling the wrench out. Yes. Like it's so important to have that. And if you start, if I think about the days when I didn't have one, when I'd open up my toolbox and it would be empty, it would be like a bottomless pit of nothing. I'm reaching in and nothing's happening versus now it's like, okay, I got a few things. Like I can navigate my way through certain situations. It's very empowering. Yep. So I I don't, I don't know where this whole weakness thing came from because- I feel stronger for it. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's empowering. And just like, speaking of the toolbox metaphor, we love a metaphor around here and I got you, boo. But if you (laughs) gather those toolboxes and those tools to put in your toolbox, if you don't use them and you don't grease them up, they'll rust. And that's where I feel like in the middle of the pandemic, I found myself is that I had these tool, this toolbox of things, but then they started to rust because I stopped using them. And I think that that's yep. when I was like, you know what, if we want ongoing growth and change, we need to be able to do that. And so finding different yep. things and what works for you in the moment is great. Especially now that we're in this virtual Zoom, you can access therapy or not feel like you have to go some, drive somewhere to an office, take that time to commute. Like you can really just do it in the comfort of your own home. And it creates a better, it's, you're in a safe space. You're in your home. Which hopefully is your safe space. That's how I talk to my therapist on Zoom. Which hopefully is. Which hopefully,
1: exactly. Good point. Yeah. Hopefully is your safe space. Yeah. Maybe it's not though.
0: Maybe it's not. And if, but but if your car is your safe space and you can go park somewhere, that's, you know what I mean? Um, Right. So I think that that's also been a beautiful thing and I look forward to finding my match.
1: There should be a Tinder for therapy. Oh my God. That's which, right. Which is,
0: it's kind of what, when you look, when you go through better help and talk space, which is what you do. So like those trials in those two or three months that I was doing that, um, recently, very recently, it was, it was great. It was, it worked fantastic. Cause you get to like almost filter out what you're looking for. And I love that. And it's one of them is like, is this a deal breaker? And you can be like, is a like, oh. is a woman a deal breaker? Yes. Um, Okay. Especially because the only man I lasted ten minutes with a male therapist. He when I was explaining. Wow. When I was explaining like what I was wanting to talk about, and it was immediately I felt blamed for things, and I was like, "Oh, that's not No, I'm gonna go ahead and bow out. This is probably gonna be like, "Do you want to schedule another appointment?" No, thank you. God bless you. No, thank you. Carry on. (laughs) Good day, sir. (laughs) But I just, yeah, I think that there's just so many different resources, and you can try out different things to see what works for you. But when you're working those tools, there's a such thing as trauma response, people. So if you find yourself not liking how you respond to things, it's probably rooted in some type of trauma or thing that has happened. And that's okay. You're okay. But, um, you know, finding out why it's hard to not though. Cause you're subconscious. You don't even realize you're doing it until after you've done it. And then like you said, you get mad at yourself Exactly, because you're like, well, yep. why did I just do that? I know better now when I'm reflecting on it. But in the moment, if you don't practice doing those things, then it's, then the change never comes. Cause you're just constantly going to find yourself apologizing to probably other people and yourself to be like, okay, give yourself grace. You know, I think that that's also a big thing is that you don't go there and learn these things and then immediately implement and they become habits. Just like you have physical habits that you do actively throughout the day. There's a whole slew of mental habits that come along with therapy that you also have to practice implementing one thing at a time. Like maybe I'm just going to try this, not reacting to this one thing or changing how, you know, sit with the pause before I respond or sit with why I feel this way for a second. Let me sit in this discomfort as I, I like to five four, three, two, one. five four three two one, Yes. I love the table metaphor. I'm going to sit at the table with these feelings and this negative vibe. And why, like, why do I feel icky right now? Is it a me thing? Is it a them thing? <laughs> one thing Glennon Doyle does that I love. I was just talking about this with my friend last night. When you have people who, um, in your life who respond, like if you have a, I don't know, anyone really like a coworker, for example, that you're like, you know what? That one Betty just makes these meetings go way longer than they need to. And I wish she would stop. And I'm going to let her know. Maybe you let her know. And maybe she acknowledges like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm not meaning to do this again. But then you do it again. And you know what? Betty's just going to Betty. That is her role in your life. And you don't, it's Mm -hmm. not your job to try and change Betty. And she's going to show up how she shows up. And you can choose how much of Betty you let into your life and how much you don't. Yeah, And her, like everyone kind of plays those roles in your life. And I think that that also really helps you um, compartmentalize people that, and relinquishes the control that you feel like you need to have to change other
1: people or to help them because Betty's just going (laughs) to (laughs) Betty. Yeah. You know, that's hard to accept though. Oh yeah. It's a good lesson. Yeah. Cause for me, the, the other thing I have a tip for when you, when you are in therapy, when you do go into a session, I... Had to switch my brain from thinking, okay, I'm going to go into therapy and I'm going to vent. Like this is my vent session. Mm. When I flipped the switch from venting to reflecting, game changer. Yes, agreed. Because I was like, okay, that's like when when I'm writing in my journal and I'm writing out my feels, you're reflecting, right? I'm not like, dear diary, I hate... That like, you know, I'm not, I'm not writing in my journal from an angry place And maybe like there are times there's, there's like an off day, but usually I'm not like, usually I'm like, how can we grow from this? Like my prompts are very positive. And so I used to go into therapy even like a couple months ago when I started, it was like. I mean, a couple months ago, my trying to conceive journey was a very, I was in a very different place. My nervous system was a wreck. I didn't do things for me. I wasn't going to hot yoga. I had taken on 18 gajillion things and didn't know how to say no. Like even in the last couple months, I've been so good about doing that kind of stuff, but that didn't come from venting. That came from reflecting. Mm -hmm. So the second I decided to flip the switch and the reason I did that, because some people might be like, but isn't that what therapy is? You just vent. Here's how I knew I needed to do something different. I would close this computer after a Zoom session and I would be like full of nerves. Like, I would feel like I needed to go like run a marathon. I needed to like throw shit, break a plate. Like, I felt very like stressy and not good. Like, like not, aggravated? Like, oh, wow. I just, yeah, like, like I wasn't relieved. And that was because oh. I just spent an hour venting because when you're venting, it's like negative. And when you're reflecting, you can close your computer and be like, well, that was growth. You know what I mean? It just feels different. Instead of that was gross, that that was growth. (laughs) Yeah. It just feels so different. And it's so, like, so simple because was I communicate, do I communicate in a different way? Probably not. Like, I'm not delivering my information in a different way, but it was how I was how I was viewing the, the way I was delivering it. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm just going to go vent for an hour. That's my therapy session. Well, I'm just going to go reflect for an hour. Mm-hmm. Those two words, words have power, we always say. Mm-hmm. And it's made a huge difference for me. Yeah. So that's my little therapy, therapy, thip, therapy, therapy,
0: uh, <laughs> I didn't know if you were doing that on purpose or not. <laughs>
1: Therapy <laughs> <laughs> We need to put Porky Pig in oh there. Oh my God, Malin Porky Pig. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, folks. That's all, folks.
0: That's so funny. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean, it is. It's so true. It is when you when you flip that script because then you get you feel exhausted. Either way, I think it's exhausting. I always wear it like comfy clothes. I highly recommend don't yeah. feel like you have to dress up to therapy. You're not going to a business interview. Wear something that makes you feel comfy no. and safe and secure. Um, as I like to call them, the emotional support outfits really get tagged in for those days. Soft clothes. Yeah, soft clothes. Mom, you know, you. she's going to laugh when she hears you say that.
1: I love
0: <laughs> soft clothes. <laughs> but on your soft clothes. But yeah, I think that, you know, that also, and it's so much easier. And I think that you've admitted this before that when things start to feel like you start to feel your nervous system act up, it's easier to put things on your plate. Because you have to, it occupies, which is
1: so weird. Which,
0: but I mean, it also makes perfect sense because it occupies your mind from the bad stuff that you don't want to talk about. So yeah, being able to go there and do those things is is truly life changing. So if you have ever been curious about what it looks like to start, hopefully this episode has given you a little bit more insight as to what it looks like. And if you have a a bad experience or have had a not so pleasant experience, like maybe you sat across from your ex-boyfriend's therapist and immediately wanted
1: to clench your booty together. That makes me like my (laughs) tummy. So do, do somersaults.
0: Right. Doesn't (laughs) it? can't even make you. Everybody is, everyone is fully clenched their buttholes right now. Thinking about what that would have felt like.
1: Like, cause I'm imagining myself in that situation. Like, so I'm picturing me being across from like my ex-boyfriend's therapist. Do you want to know what I have to say about that? None of my ex-boyfriends have gotten therapy.
0: <laughs> I like, I for sure wanted to vomit in the parking lot. Like I needed, I was like hyperventilating and crying because I was like, I ruined it. I ruined it for me. I ruined, and you know, you're in the mind space.
1: I ruined it for them. Like, blah, blah, blah. Of course. Yeah. But meanwhile. How? How would you know?
0: How? How? You didn't know. Yeah, you
1: don't know till you know. But what an experience.
0: Know that it's okay. It's normal to shop around. And I'm with you in that journey. And, you know, yeah, you have to fill out some paperwork, which feels kind of medical and feels like something's wrong. Like if you have never gone yeah, before, when you're filling out that, that checklist, have you ever thought about this? Have you ever thought about that? Why are you here? Like, you know, all those things, it feels very medically. And that make when you go to a doctor's office, it has mm-hmm. that connotation that something is wrong, but it's really just feedback so that your therapist can help you and respond in a way and meet you where you're at to get you where you want to be. So normalize it. Talk about it. We're going to continue talking about it and what we've learned. Therapy thoughts. Yep.
1: <laughs> therapy thoughts. Yeah. I'm excited. That's it. What a journey. Yeah. What a journey. Do it. But really like it. it do it. <laughs> Just do it. And some of us don't even, I know for me, I didn't even like think about therapy. So I didn't realize that my, before when I wasn't my own boss, that my, I had coverage for it that my insurance covered it Mm -hmm. and just look into that stuff, right? Like we, we go to the dentist, we get our coverage, we go check our eyes, we get the coverage. Guys, there's, there's a lot of companies are offering this, especially now with the pandemic, there have been so many modifications to insurance policies that big companies, small companies, mid-sized companies are doing because they want for their humans to be okay Mm -hmm. and they want to make it easier access, like you were saying. So educate yourself. Look into what your options are. Do what you what Becca tried, and just try a couple. If you've got a couple of free options, we can drop those in the comments too. Yep, links to those websites. But it, it's it's just like anything else. Like it's intimidating until it's like me and Becca trying to open up a bank account. <laughs> oh my god! It.
0: Or trying to do anything. Trying to start the podcast. <gasps> trying to do anything for yourself. Like invest in yourself, yeah. invest, and that doesn't necessarily need to be monetary. Invest your time no. in pour- pouring back into you. Invest your mindset and your growth and pouring in your life in pouring back into you a little bit. And you're never you're only too busy if it's not a priority. It- if you ask yourself, "Oh, this isn't a priority," like okay, therapy isn't a priority. Try and change that. And if that feels like, "Oh, that sounds that's not good," then that means you should be
1: doing it. 100% yeah. yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And like you said with the dentist, like if you were looking up dentists and they didn't take your insurance, you wouldn't just be like, dentistry's not for me. Who needs teeth? Like, who <laughs> needs to take care of teeth? It's very similar to like if you approach it with that mindset, like, oh, they don't take my insurance. I'm just not going to go to the dentist. That's done. Who needs teeth? Wipe my hands of that. I'm done with it. But if you're like, okay, I'm going to try a different office, I'm going to try a different platform or a way of going about it. <laughs> who needs <laughs> Oh my god! I use the reference with my students all the time. That they're like, "This is too hard. I'm not good at this." I was like, and I always say, "Okay, when you were learning how to walk, did you fall down a few times and think walking's not for me? I don't think I'm gonna learn how to walk. No, you keep trying." I don't think they did because they were one. Right. So why all of a sudden now, like they what happens? Going. What happens in life? And even as adults, like, yes, they're 10, but even as adults, we think, oh, that's not going to be for me. Well, A, have you tried it? B, is what's working for you working for you?
1: <laughs> and if not, there's resources out there, people. And also like, just because it's hard, like hard doesn't mean it's not for you, which I think again, mm-hmm. we really think that we're like, well, sh- like for example, I'm going to, let both of us are just going to let you know. Okay. You're not going to walk into therapy and have it be like, wow, that was fun. I don't think me, you know, like maybe, maybe like my therapist really funny, like she's punny and she's super sassy. And I like, I, she just works for me because of that. And like, sometimes I have fun mm-hmm. in moments of my sessions but i definitely am not like whoa that was fun sometimes <laughs> like, you will
0: walk out feeling lighter be. because you're talking about yeah. things that maybe validate or make you feel relief or oh you know what i'm gonna try and if your therapist gives you homework do it if, if
1: do the oh my if gosh there's one thing
0: that was huge i was writing down like um it was a journal prompt that she was having me do and then i brought in my journal the next week and we unpacked it together and like okay oh, well so what good. yeah what happened here this is what what you wrote about that it made you feel that day. How could we have done, like, do it? You really have to study yourself. You have to study how you've been yeah. showing up in this world and your thoughts and how powerful those thoughts
1: are. So you're a project yep. and, like, it's your you're, you're, you're best project. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, if you go into it being, like, well, that didn't feel good. I guess it's not for me. Like, just a warning. Like, it's going to be, there's going to be, like, just when you're moving your body, you know, you, when your muscles hurt, it's because your muscles are tearing because they're getting stronger. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing for this. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be some resistance, but then, yep. like Becca likes to say, it'll, like, lube you up for other situations yeah. in your
0: life. <laughs> lube you up. Get the party started. And maybe that, maybe therapy's not for you. Maybe that therapist isn't for you. But- the umbrella yeah. it's a big umbrella statement to make that therapy isn't for you. Like mountain climbing yeah. might not be yeah. for me, and I know that. <laughs> but <laughs> or like running running marathons might not be for me because I don't enjoy it. <laughs> but no. Yeah. But therapy's for everyone,
1: for sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, hopefully we convince you. And if we did, <laughs> you know what? To let do. us know. Lube up
0: and slide into our DMs at I got you boo pod and email us at hello. Hello with three motherfucking O's. at I got you boo pod.com.
1: And we want to hear if you have any therapy mishaps. Like I really want to see if anyone can match Becca's story. Cause I don't know. She set the bar. <laughs> so, so we're going to ask y'all, but we're going to, we're going to see. Cause that one's pretty good. I'm telling you, dude. It was like out of a movie. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that feeling. I'm I'm picturing a movie. I'm picturing like a mahogany like bookshelf and these like brown leather couches. It was <laughs> a, it like was a, a dark blue. It was from CW. Dark blue velvet couch. The lamp was
0: green. No, it was not. It was, it was a dark blue velvet couch. And the lamp was green. Like there was mood lighting involved. There was a big oak desk. And there her face was like I hit was fucking the ghost of Christmas of tra- trauma past coming and sitting
1: you were you were literally you were literally the ghost of trauma past <laughs> personified in front of her
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she was like oh, oh my go. gosh I cannot be near you I gotta go <laughs> hides under her desk yes that's so true we like, really we're gonna ask it uh, you'll see it on our stories too we're gonna definitely put up a question but I want to know I hate that those question boxes probably don't give enough. So definitely just reply to the story because we have to share some of these with your permission, of course. Um, yeah, let us know. Yes, And I feel like it will help normalize those experiences that it's not all like frolicking through a, f- a field
1: <laughs> the first time you try and find a therapist. No. So. <laughs> no. but, oh, thank you for being I mean, here, Boo Crew. That would be great. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you for being here and listening to us talk about therapy. Mm -hmm. therapy thoughts and all that. We'll continue to do that, obviously. We always bring our takeaways from any given week or any given time or past, like past lessons that I've learned from past therapists like you, I've had some really good ones. Like I've had a really good one. Mm -hmm. So there's still a lot that I remember that she taught me. Mm -hmm. So we'll definitely keep sharing All that stuff? Yes. And this is the moment where we awkwardly end our episode.
0: Actually, I think that was great. And we're not even going to say anything else to you besides we cannot wait to see you next week. What are we going to talk about? Don't know because at this point we're so good at recording that we don't even know what's happening next week. So the surprise is going to be for both of us. We're like so booked. (laughs) The surprise is going to be for all of us. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. Yes, you can tackle this week ahead. You know, all the things.
1: See you next week. I got got you, boo. Okay, thanks. Love you. Bye.
0: Thanks for being here, Boo Crew. Love our vibe? Rate, review, share, and subscribe. And don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I Got You Boo Pod.